Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Welcome in to the Group of Five Deep Dive. It's the BBOC podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm Tim Kalinowski. I'm filling in for Mike Calabrese today, joined by Mike Ionello. Mike, how you doing? I guess I'm, I'm called off the bench this week. Uh, no Calabrese. So I guess we'll just get right into it, right? Yeah, let, let's just start off with how we always do. G5 here of the week. This week, our G5 here of the week is Mike Calabrese. As you said, unfortunately, Breeze could not be here. Um, he lost his father on Sunday. So tough week for him. On behalf of everybody here at the Action Network, we just want to send all of our thoughts, all of our love to Mike, our producer, Matt Mitchell, who's actually Breeze's cousin, and the entire Calabrese family. We're thinking you guys, and I hope everybody listening, take some time today after you listen to the pod, call your dad. You should talk about college football for 15 minutes. I know my dad listens to every episode, just like Mike's did. So love you, Dano. Calabrese, love you, buddy. We're all thinking of you. Yeah, and just to, to put a bow on that, I I started working, uh, doing college football player props this year at Calabrese, and there has not been anyone I've worked with who has been more kind, more generous. Uh, I'm just so appreciative. He's working with a 25-year-old kid. You know, he could be, I don't want to work at this guy. He could be real cold to me and quite the opposite. He's I consider him not just a colleague, but a friend. So I am, I'm happy to step in for Calabrese, but uh, we're all thinking of him and all of our love. You have no idea, people who listen to this, how good of a person you listen to every week in my Calabrese. So and great, great family too. Cal- Calabrese yep. lives like 15 minutes from me. I've, you know, I've met his wife, Abby. She's awesome. Two great kids, his, his whole family. And, and yeah, our, our heart, everyone at Action Network, our heart absolutely breaks for his family. And, and you know, we're thinking of you, Calabrese. Obviously. RG uh, five hero this week. So 
Um, I guess it's tough to switch it to, to the betting, I you know, but I was texting Calabrese earlier today and I think he'd be happy for us to just get into the bets and get his mind off things as uh, I'm sure he's going to listen. So fire away. Yep. He, he texted me and said, can't wait to listen, pick some winners. And Tim, as much as we appreciate you filling in this week, I'm going to officially welcome you to the group of five with just a miserable, gross <laughs> under. Give me Kent State, Eastern Michigan, under 42. Thank God this game is not being played on a Tuesday, so nobody has to actually watch it. Eastern Michigan has sneaky been decent on defense, and they have a bend-don't-break approach, and they're really good at it. They're 92nd in success rate on defense. That's not good. But they're 15th in preventing finishing drives, 29th at preventing uh, big or 29, 15th at preventing explosive plays, 29th at preventing finishing drives. Teams move the ball, but they don't score and they don't pick up chunks. They held Minnesota to 25 points, UMass to 17, Jacksonville State to 21, Central Michigan to 26, Ball State to 10 last week. They have not allowed more than 26 points all season. Well, they've also only scored more than 26 once, and it was 33 against an FCS school. This offense is a mess. They're 114th in the country. They, they don't pick up big plays. They don't finish drives. Austin Smith is averaging 139 yards per game passing. Samson Evans can't run the ball. Their offensive line is atrocious. And then you have Kent State, who's batted everything. They're, they're the single worst team in the country. They're 133rd in our Action Network power ratings. They're 133rd in SP+. It's hard to keep track how many teams there are these days, but I'm pretty sure it's 133. They can't move the ball. And the one area they aren't outside the top 100 is actually explosiveness. They're 75th. Like I said, Eastern Michigan doesn't give up big plays. So again, thank God nobody has to actually watch this game. Eastern Michigan's going to win this like 17-6 or something gross. What better way to welcome you to the show than with an under 42 between two bad Mac teams? <laughs> All you got to know is I was doing my prep for this show and I never, not one time, looked at that game. I never, not one time, uh, stopped the screen from scrolling to look at that game. I, I stepped right over it probably 50 different times as I was looking at the board because I I, I don't have enough TV screens for that. I know I can't. I, can't. I don't even know if it's on TV. They might not even be airing it. <laughs> I, I have a lot, but I don't have enough to put up with that. So <laughs> I, I will... I will pivot to something that we all should be watching. And I'm trying not to be the college game day guest picker that just says, uh, yeah, my, my sister went to Fresno State, so I'm going to pick them. I'm trying not to be that. I'll tell you what, partly is it because of this game's being played at 11 p.m.? Yes. But I like Hawaii plus six against San Diego State. Listen, both these teams are atrocious. And the team that's favored San Diego State shouldn't really be favored versus many teams at all. And I, as I broke this down, I found one spot for an edge because it's a lot of it's a lot of red. It's a lot of no good. It's a lot of bottom bottom ranked things. But Hawaii's pass explosiveness against San Diego State's defensive pass explosiveness, their ability to defend explosive plays through the air. There's a monster edge. If you just comb through it, you can find something. And that's what I found. I know, you know, I guess I don't need your approval on every one of them, but you know, tell me I'm barking up the right tree. 
Look, anyone who knows me and listens to the show know I'm never going to argue with Fade in San Diego State. They are consistently the team I think is the most overrated in the country. Jalen Maiden stinks. They cannot pass the ball. And people just think them and they think defense. Their defense is atrocious. And I also don't like Hawaii, which is why I, I didn't bet this or didn't have it written down because I don't think Hawaii is good. But they have, you mentioned it, they have sort of found something with Braden Schrager. While I don't know that he's necessarily good, they're opening the offense up a little bit more. You'll get the last two games, 245 yards, 313 yards against UNLV. They still can't run the ball, but I agree with you. I, I think San Diego State is just kind of always overrated, so I'm never going to argue with fading them. Nice. Chuck the Rock late night on Saturday night. <laughs> late night. <laughs> All right. G5 high five. The G5 high five. Should we high five? High five. I know. You walk me through it, baby. All right. For my first pick of the G5 high five, I'm going with one I kind of flip-flopped on. I'm going to take Memphis plus four and a half against Tulane here. When this line opened Tulane minus three, I was planning to take the green wave if it dropped to two and a half. But then it moved up to four and a half. And now I like Memphis here. I think Tulane probably wins this game by a field goal. I think this is going to be a close game. I like both teams. Pratt's fully healthy. He looks terrific once again. Eight touchdowns, one pick. But he just does not have the same cast of weapons he had last year. Yes, Lawrence Keyes looks great at receiver, but Makai Hughes is not Tajay Spears, who, by the way, just scored for the Titans and still looks sick. Tulane's 115th in rushing success. They're 113th in rushing explosiveness. Those Spears home runs were such a big part of this offense, especially against better teams. He had 125 yards and a touchdown against Memphis last year, and they held Pratt to 158 yards passing. So in this new this team, all the pressure falls on Pratt in this Tulane passing attack. And Memphis has been fantastic defending the pass. They're 12th in the country in passing success. D'Angelo Brumfield has seven passes broken up this year, the most in the American. As much as I love Pratt, I also love Seth Hennigan. He's tossed, tossed 10 scores this year. He's averaging 275 per game. Rock Taylor and Demir Blunkens me. Blunk um C. <laughs> Both really good receivers. They're dynamic. They're averaging 80 and 50 yards. Taylor lit up uh, Missouri and Boise State. But I really love what Blake Watson has added to this offense. A lot of people might remember him from Old Dominion, but he's come to Memphis. He's averaging 91 yards per game rushing and also adding 46.6 yards per game receiving. He's averaging more than five catches per game as a running back. He has seven total touchdowns this year. And the Tulane defense just isn't what it was last year. All the stars they lost, they've lost so much. They're outside of the top 100 at defending the pass. Heading in through for 312 yards and three scores against this team last year, but Memphis had four turnovers, so that was kind of where they lost it here. I think we see another good game from Hennigan. I think they clean up the mistakes. I think this game's a field goal either way. So now that it's crept up to four and a half, give me Memphis here. I was looking at this game. I, I, was, I went back and forth too many times to play something. And the fact that you tell me, Memphis, well, I'm going to probably throw it into some sort of a, a round robin, some sort of a little taste, little pizza money. So just to have something on that game because – I expect to be a fantastic it's also game. A Friday night game. That is so good. Good Friday oh, night game. Great Friday night game. Any ex, any excuse to watch more Tulane is like just the gorgeous uniforms. They do it right down there. I, I'm I'm all in. You, you count me in. Count me in. I am going to go to a team that I think is a little underrated and a team that is, I guess, sorta uh, overrated. 
Florida Atlantic, they're catching two and a half at USF. And people, you know, I think that the general college football landscape saw USF keep it close with Alabama. And they're like, oh, this team, you know, maybe they're actually one of those better G5 teams I've seen. I don't watch a lot of that G5 stuff, but that team looked pretty good. Um, Not so fast. Florida Atlantic, they're not too great either. But I think that they've kind of found something in terms of Daniel Richardson. He replaced Casey Thompson. He's been serviceable. He's been good enough. And I think that the the market's just not accounting for how uh, capable he has been. And, you know, USF, like they're, they're still dreadful. Like you're giving me two and a half points. Yeah, sure. I'm going to take it. What do you think? Well, Tim, this is what we in the business call a teaser. I'll talk about that game a little bit later. <laughs> okay okay i'm going with ohio minus six and a half against northern illinois i think people are forgetting how good this ohio team was last year because they got off to a weird start this year they were 10-4 last year more importantly they were 10-4 against the spread and i think most people outside of the city of toledo would agree they would have won the mac if curtis rourke didn't get hurt last year i think they're still undervalued because of that if they're the defending mac champion their numbers are all out of whack here. Also, work got banged up at the start of the, the season in a gross game against that San Diego State team that we mentioned. They beat FAU in an ugly game, and Rourke was clearly not 100%. Over the last three weeks, they beat Iowa State, who I think is much better than people expected. I thought they'd be dreadful. And they look like their old selves over the last two games. They crushed Bowling Green. They crushed Kent State. Rourke has eight touchdowns, two picks. He's been nearly perfect over the last two weeks. Sam Wiggles, their top receiver, probably the best receiver in the MAC, was also banged up early, but he's back to full health. Bangura and Allison are running the ball a lot better, and this defense has been lights out. And look, I don't care who they played. This is a MAC school, and they're 12th in the country in success rate on defense. They are second in the nation at preventing finishing drives, seventh in creating havoc in the country. I watched every play of that FAU game, and they were up Casey Thompson's ass the entire game. Uh, they're especially elite against the run. And that's pretty much all Northern Illinois wants to do is run the ball. They have Rocky Lombardi. And yes, he looks like he could be your older brother. But I'm sorry if he is. He's not good at football. (laughs) Despite the fact, I mean, you guys look uncanny. Despite the fact that he's 30 years old, he's not good. He's got five touchdowns, four interceptions. They've been playing Ethan Hampton more. Even Justin Lynch is getting some wildcat packages. To further illustrate why I think Ohio is being undervalued, Toledo was a 13 and a half point favorite against Northern Illinois two weeks ago. You're telling me Toledo is a touchdown favorite against Ohio? I think that's crazy. I think this game should be closer to nine and a half, ten. So I love getting Ohio under a touchdown here. (laughs) I didn't know I had an older brother out there. Perhaps we're long lost brothers. So one of my strongest takes is I always said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm five foot seven ish, I'd say. But I always say if I was over six feet, I could have done what Joe Burrow did at LSU with that receiving core. I, I firmly believe I could chuck the ball to Jefferson and Chase well, over and over again. Like, Tim, if you were over 6'2", you could do what Rocky Lombardi is doing at Northern Illinois. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I saw uh, Northern Illinois play against Boston College earlier this year. Um, not a game that I would put on my instant classics and, uh, <laughs> you know, want to watch over the over the summer, although it was an overtime game. So, you know, I guess the 12 fans in attendance got something to watch. I am going to get really ugly with it as well here, or, you know, as you did earlier. That's the show, baby. 
Yeah. It, I mean, it's ugly. It's ugly. And I did my homework and I had a long drive today and I made sure to listen to what you guys were talking about last week. And you told me San Jose State is broken. So what <laughs> am I doing? I'm taking New Mexico plus the points. I see the line here at plus eight and a half. Look, when you look at this matchup on paper, it should be a billion points scored in this game. I don't think any either team can stop each other. But you're telling me I get eight and a half points in what I think could be a total seesaw, high variance type game. Like I said, both teams cannot stop. You pick the number. Pass explosiveness. The other defense is terrible at pass explosiveness. You know, rush rate. The other team's terrible at rush rate. The offense versus defense matchup here is green, red, green, red, green, red, all across the board. Advantage just flip-flops back and forth, back and forth. New Mexico, San Jose State. So I'm getting too many points for a game that could have oh so much variance. What do you think? I, I love it. I, I Like, it's one of those things where it just, I didn't even think of it. It makes sense. I mean, maybe you're talking me into an over, but if it's, yeah, it's over, like 58 and a half, like you said, getting over, getting over a touchdown. What are the odds that one of these teams puts like a draw, a touchdown, stop touchdown together to win by two scores? Exactly. Exactly. Like in back door, wide yeah, ass open, yeah. wide open. So I just, it's too many for two teams that are pretty I- identical in terms of um, incompetence and then can throw it for some big plays. I like it. All right, for my last pick of the high five, I'm going to go with a game where I'm hoping I don't have to worry about any backdoor. Tim, why is, I know you, 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 know, you do your, your BCS show with Colin, Stucky, and Brett. Great show, by the way. And you asked them all these hard-hitting questions about, is this team for real? And why the, Tim, why is nobody talking about how UNLV is four and one? I don't know how many people know. No, UNLV is four and one. UNLV, this team hasn't made a bowl since 2013, and they might be bowl eligible by Halloween. Uh, give me the Rebels minus nine against Nevada. The UNLV is five and zero oh against the spread this season. They covered against Michigan. They beat Vanderbilt. They crushed UTEP. They crushed Hawaii. And, and guess what? Brumfield went down halfway through the year. True freshman Jaden Mayava stepped in. Hasn't missed a beat. Three touchdowns, another one rushing, but it's the rubbing, running Rebels show over here. Jaden Thomas, Vincent Davis, Jonathan Lester, Courtney Reese all have over 27 yards per game. They have like six guys that get carries. The best part is Thomas is a freshman and the other three are seniors, but Thomas has quickly established himself as the lead guy. He's got seven touchdowns already. As a team, they average 214 yards per game on the ground and have 17 rushing scores. Only Air Force and Texas State have more this season. They are 12th in rushing explosiveness and have 13 plays of 20-plus yards on the ground this year, the 8th most in the country. Do you want to guess what Nevada ranks 131st in the country in? You tell me. Defending rushing explosiveness. (laughs) (laughs) Only one team in the country has allowed more more 20-plus yards rushing than Nevada. UNLV is going to just torch them on the ground. They're the worst defense in the country in terms of success rate. They're also dead last in preventing havoc, which is one thing the UNLV defense does pretty well. Wolfpack are 0-5 this year. Brandon Lewis has no touchdowns, none, four interceptions. He was benched last week for freshman A.J. Bianco, but apparently they came out and said Lewis is going to start again this week despite completing less than 60% of his passes. He's averaging 4.8 yards per attempt. To put that in comparison, UNLV has four running backs who are averaging more than that. We've seen UNLV 
blow out two bad teams in a row. Well, Nevada's a really bad team. So I like them to win another one by double digits and get one step closer to bowling in October. Yeah, UNLV, um, they don't really chuck the rock well, but they, that's okay. Uh, Nevada can't defend the pass either. So you you, you even pick. <laughs> you pick. I, I have the Nevada uh, season win total under, so I'm hoping that this is a, another uh, L for them. And I think maybe what why this spread is sitting in the nine, nine and a half area. Do people just remember Nevada playing Kansas tight? Is that, is that what it could be? Like I uh, – the way you the way you laid it out seems like a you know sealed case in my eyes. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, famous last words. Yeah, it could be my last podcast for other reasons. You know, saying that guys guys have great picks. That's that's not really that's not a good way to make your debut. Um, before we go over to our money line underdog parlay. I want to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped, who's taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped, all new handyman. Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code BBOC for 20% off plus free shipping. Halloween costumes might take effort, but beard grooming doesn't need to with the handyman. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBOC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BBOC for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. BBOC is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Let's talk. Moneyline dogs. Yeah, you mentioned it. I teased it. Give me FAU on the money line. Plus 110, a little short one here. I just think you, you kind of said everything. It's like you kind of danced around it. That's how I feel. I think this game just has a ton of uncertainty. Like we still don't know what FAU is. They played Ohio, Clemson, Illinois, three tough games. Casey Thompson went down against Clemson. And Daniel Richardson's first start with FAU was on the road against Illinois. And he didn't look bad, but they lost that one. He didn't look great against Tulsa. And, you know, frankly, I don't think Richardson's looked great since, like, 2021. But he was really, really good that year. So I don't know if he's just, like, broken. But, like, we've seen him have talent. But we really saw them get the running game going out of the bye week, which I think is big. They had 43 attempts last week, 234 yards, two touchdowns. Larry McCammon looked awesome. Kobe Lewis is talented as well. They have a ton of good receivers. So if, if Richardson can just, like, get the ball out, short, quick passes, I think they can do stuff, and I still don't really think South Florida is all that great. So, for starters, they can't stop the run, which, as I just said, should be a problem in this game if FAU continues to do that. And, yeah, they beat Rice and Navy, but they just lost by three touchdowns to UAB, and everyone on this pod knows how me and Calabrese feel about UAB. <laughs> UAB put up 608 yards against them. They had 355 yards and four touchdowns passing. 
and 253 yards and four touchdowns rushing. UAB had eight touchdowns against them. And yeah, you know, I was high on FAU coming into the year. I think their win total is cooked. I've downgraded FAU a bunch, but I still think they're better than South Florida. And I certainly think they're better than UAB. So I just think there's a lot of uncertainty in this game. I think FAU should be a small favorite. I wouldn't bet them as a favorite, but if you're going to give me them as a dog, I'll take it. I know this game's in Tampa, but I don't know if you're familiar with Florida, but like how far is Boca Raton from Tampa? They can't really have a home field advantage here. So I think we're getting FAU at the complete bottom of the market. So I'm going to buy low with a Moneyline dog pick here on the Owls. Yeah, regardless, there's not much home field. For, doesn't really matter where the team is coming from. Um, it's really more about um, is that team used to playing in heat and humidity, but I don't know. It's October yeah. 10th now. I don't know how. They're both from Florida. So, yeah. Yeah, they're both from Florida. I mean, it's not like you're getting uh, the Green Bay Packers going down to Tampa Bay. This is saying totally that. They should be used to it. I have one that is pretty pretty gutsy i got my clemson jacket on here it's it's byog bring your own guts type pick and it's because if you can't beat them join them wyoming not only do i like them plus 10 and a half i'm gonna sprinkle on the money line as well plus 280 listen there might be three total possessions in this entire game these teams hold on to the rock in the pace report from Action Network, Wyoming ranks 122. Air Force, I can top that, 133. So you're telling me a situation where, like I said, um, I don't know, four, five drives these teams might get, and it's almost like a, a an NHL shootout. Whoever scores doesn't score. Like that's going to be the ball game. And I talked about high variance in terms of a high total and what I expected a lot of points to be. This game is super low variance. And I think they're pretty even teams and tends too big of a number. I think it could be a coin flip either way in terms of not going to turn the rock over. Someone punch it in and have it please be the Cowboys. I would be fully behind you. As we saw last week, if this game was in Laramie, because we backed them there. I think they're totally different teams on the home and road. So I don't know that I can follow you on that one, but I don't completely hate it because I agree with you. I'm one of those people that pretty much never bets on or against service academies because I just always think you never know, which honestly yeah. lends itself well to a money line probably. I'd love it if it was in Laramie. I don't hate it. But what I mostly like is if you pair up FAU and Wyoming in a money line parlay plus 700. So, hey, even. <laughs> If it does cash, boy, are we sitting pretty. So I'll be rooting I mean, for you, that's for sure. While we're here, okay, this is like, let's look at what the like action analytics projects this spread to be at, okay? No, right on the money, nine and a half. <laughs> I, I just, I thought it would be closer. That was well done. That was well done, Tim. Congratulations. You played yourself. Look, you just can't convince me that like, you have to score every time you touch the ball because these possessions are so precious and it's just going to be a whole lot of clock bleeding. And I could just see a couple field goals going my way. And like I said, can't beat them, join them. I was on Fresno state last week. So I'm, I, I part of this is zigzag effect. That's fair. I was on Wyoming. So that's kind of why I'm like, I'll just enjoy my, my one win. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think we're headed to the cutting room floor here. Yeah. Speaking of Fresno state, look, Ever, I, I bet against Utah State every single week. Everyone knows this. I still think they're garbage. They crushed me last week. 
Colorado State got off to a hot start. I think it was like 17 nothing, and then Utah State scored like 35 unanswered, and it crushed me. We mentioned the weird shit happens in Laramie, so I'm pretty much thrown out that game. Keen got hurt, too, so especially if Keen's back. Fresno State's still much better than Utah State, so I would like Fresno State minus 5.5, so that's one I had. I just don't feel like picking on Utah State anymore. And then the other one I had written down, but I didn't love it enough to throw it out here, was I, I think Marshall beats Georgia State. They're plus one. I could have considered that as my money line dog. I bet the money line already. Um, that, I, do, I, I do like the third. I would have given you the hardest time if that was your money line dog. Why? Because it's like plus. It's like minus one hundred five. Because <laughs> I actually looked at it and I would. I thought I was going to get yelled at if I had that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and fair enough. Anything you looked out? Yeah, there's a couple short dogs here that I'm you know, considered, or, you know, this one being a short favorite, like, what do we do with Troy? Like, I heard you guys say last week, you know, I believe, I think I believe Troy's still good. What what is happening? They're four and a half point favorites at Army. Yeah, that kind of, again, goes back to my principle of, like, I just don't like betting on service academies. So, like, I always, I'm just never right. Like, (laughs) I, I think Army, I don't think Army and Navy are good. I think Air Force is really good. So, it's like, I always... If if someone said to me, Mike, pick this game, I'd say bet Troy. But like again, it's probably the only time I ever bet a game involving a service academy is the Army Navy under. Yeah, I mean, and I stupid and I stupidly bet Navy plus twenty one against Notre Dame, and they lost by seven hundred. So I learned my lesson quick. I won't do it again. <laughs> I waited all summer to get plus twenty one and a half. That's all I did all summer. Thank God we waited for the hook, Tim. <laughs> That's all I did all summer. Wake up, have a cup of coffee, check the Notre Dame line. Wake up, have a cup of coffee. It was, it was, I was like in a living well, in a I simulation. If I get 20 and a half, I'm going to lose. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's Some people do summer reading. I just tracked that line the entire summer. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you about what could be the game of the week here. Um, it's on ESPN2, 12 o'clock. Georgia Southern and James Madison. That's another one where, like, James Madison's a four and a half point fade, by the way. That's another one where I've kind of gone back and forth. I think if I had to bet it, I would take James Madison. I think they seem to also kind of just, I think because they can't, you know, they can't win the Sun Belt, they can't go bowling, people just don't talk about them. And, like, they're consistently just so good. I don't like Davis Brin. I think he throws too many turnovers. And that's kind of always lurking in there. I love this JMU defense and what they do just works. They run the ball and they play defense. It's pretty hard to beat unless you have a team that runs the ball and plays defense better than they do. And Georgia Southern kind of plays the opposite style. So again, I don't, I don't know that I'll bet it, but if I was going to bet it, I think I would take the Dukes there. Yeah. You talked about the other side of this um, from last week the team that lost to Utah State, Colorado State, and Boise State this week. Boise State is a seven and a half point favorite in Fort Collins. I was like a huge believer in Colorado State. And it was just, I was on them big from listening to, you know, you guys last week and, uh, you know, reading Calabrese. I, I, now I don't know what to do with them. And Boise yeah. State could break the longest bowl bowl eligible streak or the uh winning uh winning season streak in, in yeah. college football i learned that on tuesday <laughs> yes brett mcmurphy <laughs> uh yeah i would i think the number's too high but i think i'm trying to be self-aware that 
I bet on Colorado State pretty much every week, and they don't seem to ever win or cover. <laughs> so I'm starting to so think. So who's the problem? Is yeah, it me I'm starting or to them? think I'm wrong. And because I have so much invested in their preseason win total, I think I have to like put myself in timeout and just like, hey, if they win, it gets my bet closer. Again, not going to bet it. Gun ahead. You're in a pool. You have to pick every game for some reason. I think the number's too high. I think the uh, Boise State has just, I don't know what's going on with their quarterback situation. Kalen Green was like the best quarterback in the conference coming in, and now he's like benched. I, I think he's still starting, but like he's kind of, I don't, he didn't really play much last week. They're kind of mixing in, uh, I forget his name, Maddox Mad- Madsen. Is that who it is? Maddox La- last I saw them was San Diego State. Yeah. So like, um, he got benched last week. They're like mixing in this other kid. Yeah, Maddox Madsen started against San Jose State, not Taylor Green. So I don't know what's going on with that situation, but I don't love it. Uh, I think that Boise State's one weakness is their pass defense, so that obviously lends itself well to Colorado State. But I've just been hurt too many times. I think I'm, I like them too much that I need to just <laughs> put myself in a little timeout and, and take a cold shower and stay away from Colorado State for the time being. Wait, uh, Brock Myers not the quarterback of Boise State anymore? <laughs> no, he's La Tech's quarterback. Well, he got hurt obviously because he's Yank Brockmeyer. So he he made it. I think three and a half weeks was our, was the over under. I I don't think he cashed it. So he is he's hurt again, obviously. But he'll probably get another year eligibility because of it. So I'm sure it will pop up somewhere next year. Been in college football for 45 years. Yeah. Every he- time I just close my eyes and think of the blue jerseys. Some people think Kellen Moore. I think Hank Brockmeyer. Yeah, it's like him him and your brother, uh, Rocky Lombardi. They've both been in college since 2007. Oh, my goodness. I've had a blast. I don't know if you have any more on the cutting room floor, but I think we did a pretty good – I think we touched on almost everything. Or, yeah, you that's know. all I had. Tim, thank you again for joining us. And, and you know, like we said at the top, Calabrese, whole Action Network family. I know all of our G5 listeners are thinking of you. Everyone is hoping and praying for you and your family. And we're all sending all of our love. You're the man. Love you. Love working with you. I just kept your seat warm. Going to need you back in here so I can keep learning from you and not having to make my own picks. So thank you, Calabrese. And just as we take us out here, make sure that you remember to listen to the Thursday edition of the BBOC podcast presented by BetMGM. That'll be Stucky and Colin given their Whole rundown, best bets, picks, just going through it all. Dumpster diving, it's the best. And then they will be back, of course, on Saturday morning for BBOC Live. It's a blast. Um, I want to come more G5. It's just so nice here. It's so, I feel feel so safe here. I feel there's no pressure. We play in the mud. (laughs) We play in the mud. And and I love it. So, uh, Ionello, it was a pleasure. I'm excited for this weekend in college football. We got great stuff in G5, great stuff in P5. Can't wait to nail my ass to the couch for hours on end. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.